Paul Paul, one of the finest uh, Wallabies that this country has produced is Sterling Mortlock. He played 80 tests for the Wallabies, 29 as captain, over 140, 140 Super Rugby games, a representative career of some 14 seasons. I can still see him playing in my mind's eye. And I can I'm... still see him score an intercept try against the All Blacks, Andrew. <laughs> yes, that's right. Well, we, we, we're going back too far. Oh, yes. I'm delighted to say in his uh, next incarnation as a businessman, uh, he is part of XV Capital, which, as we know, is a company which invests in global sports innovation companies, and he's on the line this morning. Morning, Sterling. How are you? Morning, guys. Fantastic. And, uh, yes, every Kiwi I met seems to remember that moment as well, guys. <laughs> they, were, they love you for it. They were never going to catch you. Uh, Sterling, obviously, as a, as a former uh, rugby player, uh, concussion uh, was in the news in your day, but it is certainly front and centre now. And I take it that's what attracted your investment company towards iGuide Technologies. Just tell us what it was about iGuide Technologies that did attract you. Yeah, I think obviously the, the, the personal history first and foremost, but I'll, I'll probably beyond that, the fact that I got is a simple, fast, non-invasive digital eye test that gives you an objective measure about how the brain is functioning, you know, and does that in 10 seconds, really low cost. We just loved everything about it. So um, it's not a replacement to the current HIA protocols protocols that are going on. All it is is something that objectively quantifies what's going on with your brain. And for us, in particular, probably going back to my history now, um, you know, I had many, many injuries. And any time I had an injury, typically I'd had a scan or an X-ray or just straight away say, okay, you've got something wrong or you're okay, let's just, let's just ease you back into, into training. Whereas brain health and brain function is really, really tough to objectively quantify what's going on. And that was one thing that we loved about iGuide Technologies. That this is just a, a tool that in, in only 10 seconds can give you a real objective measure of what's going on behind those scenes. So, Sterling, you would, you would start at uh, yeah, day one and you'd, you'd get the testing done. And every time you, you suffered a head knock, you could then go back and text where check where you are. Um, and that obviously can, as you say, it's a neurological passport, but it also can be done on the sideline very quickly to see if someone can resume play or not. Exactly. Uh, and that's the thing that, again, that, that we're really drawn to it by. Effectively, this provides a neurological passport for every single participant in sport or any person who has access to an, to an iGuide um, hardware. So, you know, we saw this as being really uh, something that's, you know, it, Front and centre right now, it's a, it's a big issue for all, all contact sports. However, at the elite level, often there's, you know, there's an independent assessor or there's, there's quality, quality medical staff that are all, all overseeing the protocols and, and processes. Um, where we saw the biggest opportunity gap is in the community game. Um, the fact that it's such a low-cost hardware, um, and in particular cost per proper user, is really, really, really low, which has been a great tool of the community game to help with people that are really giving up their time and may not have the resources that, that, that the top end of the game has. Um, same with schools as well. We see this has been a, a huge, um, huge tool asset at school level for all kids to have a neurological passport that they can take with them for any sport they're participating in. In particular, often what happens at school level is kids will be playing school sport and they might be playing for a club outside of school. If something happens, it's very rare that, that both both codes will be talking to each other.
And so, Sterling, I mean, we talk about a, a base level or a, or a passport when the uh, player is fine and having the test, but can you just as a one-off during a game, if it's a community game and you haven't done the base test, tell whether a player uh, should be no longer on the field by doing this quick test? Well, there is... The aggregated data of, a, of a many, many thousands of people. So there is, a, I guess, a community baseline that has been formed. Okay. So, so if you haven't, um, it would still tell if it's if the if the ocular motor function is, is significantly impaired, or tell that straight away as well. Thank you. Sterling, if you thought back to your career, would there be times where you would have played on with concussion? Uh, I was very lucky. I had amazing care throughout my whole entire career. But there was one instance where I played with concussion, and that was actually only due to the fact that it was friendly fire. I ran into Georgie Smith in the side of a ruck, and Georgie Smith had a very, very hard head. And unfortunately, yeah, it, it wasn't. It, it was really innocuous. No one saw it, and I just went back to my position and defended and played for about 15 minutes in that state. And that was actually, ironically, the start of me having some prolonged issues with concussion. So um, every other time, it was diagnosed straight away on, on, on the spot, and I came off straight away. Um, and then I had a lot of care around when I returned to play protocols and those things. But for me, probably what I got does help with is, is, is being that objective tool in, in the act, but more importantly, helping provide objective data for return to play protocols. And that's something that's really, really grey. Um, as I said before, it's very easy to quantify if you've got a fractured bone or, or a muscle strain. Um, but to tell about your brain function, it's really, really difficult. Um, so if you integrated the eye guide um, tool into return to play protocols, um, it could just be another, tool, another data point to objectively say, you know what, you need to sit this week out. You're not quite right. Um, and to have a more meaningful discussion with the medical staff. And probably more importantly for me, if I'd had this when I was playing for the 15 years that I played, um, it would have provided me a lot more peace of mind and certainly my family peace of mind. And I think that's the big thing for this in community game. All the participants and probably their parents, this, this could be an objective data point to provide a lot more peace of mind. And Sterling, as an investor, obviously, uh, you like to see things you invest in have more than one use. And uh, it's not just concussion that the iGUIDE technology can uh, help out or give you information on. No, that's exactly right. That's, that's, once I went through it and actually had a, had a go myself, realised straight away this is more around analysing your brain health and, and can help with if your team and or wellbeing of your corporates. Um, and we see that being a significant long-term opportunity as well. It's just right now in sport, everyone's talking about concussion because it's front, front and centre. But um, there's more to this, in particular fatigue, uh, mental health. Basically, this test can help un uncover that, that there's something not quite right and then lead to a more meaningful discussion with um, people leaders or, or whatnot. And how's it been met by... Uh the big organisations, Sterling, uh, the NRL, the AFL, Rugby Australia, are they all interested? Yeah, we've had great conversations from World Rugby down in, in, in Rugby Union. It's been as well as Rugby League and, and AFL. So all of these uh, codes we're doing, I guess, are relevant tests and protocols to, to go top down. But right now we see an immediate opportunity to, to, to go to a community game and, and get this, this technology out there to help, um, you know, my peace of mind to all the participants. And uh, Sterling, we know you're at a meeting at 8 o'clock, but we can't let you go without having a discussion about where Australian rugby uh, stands at the moment with uh, a World Cup coming up and uh, Eddie Jones back in town. Yes. No, it's great to see you back at home. Uh, 
I was really lucky. Had, uh, I think probably nine seasons Eddie was my coach. Um, so I've got a fair, a fair, a fair uh, understanding of how he likes to operate. And, and, and to be, to be honest, you know, I loved Eddie. Uh, he was my, he's my best coach I've ever played under. And so I'm a little bit, uh, a little bit snookered, you know, a little bit conflicted. He's going to do a fantastic job for this country. Um, but I do think he, 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 the times, times, you know, there's only five test matches prior to the World Cup for Eddie to put his stamp on this team. And I don't think that's going to be enough for us to win it. Um, but I do think he's going to get the best out of this group in a short period of time. So I feel really confident we're going to get hopefully get to the semis. But I'm not going to put myself on my head on the chopping block and say we're going to win it this year. Um, I think by 25 British and Irish Lions and then the 27 World Cup that we host, this Wallaby team will, in, will be in absolute ripping form by then. Sterling, are you a fan of the big money being spent on Joseph Swahili to get him into to rugby? Uh, look, the, the, his scenario is quite different because he, he was playing rugby for a long period of time and unfortunately we didn't get him from schoolboy level. Um, having said that, my focus, more my personal preference is always to, to to feed the grassroots and to get kids playing the game and and, and basically get them get them straight away out of schoolboy and, and contract and then so look it's a lot of money to play one player and um, you know you could probably play pay about another sixteen or twenty players for that amount um, for his, his similar age so. Joseph's a great talent. He's a phenomenal athlete. Um, you know, he went to the same school as my kids, and when he was in sort of year nine and year ten, he was in the first fifteen, and he was already at that stage a level above everyone else. Um, so he's phenomenal. I think he'll do really, really well. But uh, I'd prefer us to see us retaining the playing rugby at school level, get them into professional ranks, and then get them playing for Australia for a few years' time. Um, and that's 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 that'd be my preference. And we know you've got a meeting in two minutes. Uh, just something, George Smith, those dreadlocks didn't cushion the blow then when you cracked skulls. <laughs> no, Georgie was one of the, he was one of the most resilient, amazingly malleable players. You know, he hardly have any, had any injuries his whole career and he was, he was granite lads. You know, he, he was hard to stop. Um, and that's why he's always on my team. Unfortunately, that one instance was when, yeah, the friendly fire, but yeah. Dreddies did not help back in those days. <laughs> Sterling, look, it's it's great to catch up with you. Good luck with your association with iGuide Technologies because it's so important, as we said, not just at national level or, or state level, but for community level as well. We wish you all the best, and we'd love to catch up with you again soon. Thanks, guys.